You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. going on everybody this is randall barnes the host of post radio in the building for another special edition of pulse sports on today and we took a week off because we all need that break we took a bye week you feel me because we need to get things together you know it was a lot that was going on if you follow hbcu pulse you know we had going but i got ariel in the building ariel how you doing on today Good to be back, back from our bye week, even though everybody takes theirs next week, so. Everybody takes theirs next week? <laughs> Not everybody, but you know, there's most teams are starting their bye weeks, and I think most of them need a break after what happened this weekend. Um, it's It's been crazy, Randall. I, it, it has been, it has been. So let's run through the scores really quickly, and let's, you know, talk about some football. So the Bengals beat the Jaguars 24-21. to the Washington football team somehow, some way beat the Falcons 34 to 30. I actually watched that game. Uh, the Bills shut out the Texans 40 to 0. Bears beat the Lions 24 to 14. Justin Fields' first first win. The Cowboys beat the Panthers 36 to 28. The Browns beat the Vikings 14 to 17. The Giants beat the Saints 27 to 21. The Giants' first win of the season, and it didn't come against the Falcons. That's crazy. All right. The Jets versus the Titans. The Jets somehow won. It was just a New York day, wasn't it? Like the Jets won 27 to 24 over the Titans. The Chiefs beat the Eagles 42 to 30. First win for the Chiefs after a two-game skid. All right. Cardinals beat the Rams 37 to 20. Seahawks beat the 49ers 28 to 21. Ravens beat the Broncos 23-7. Packers beat the Steelers 27-17. And the game that everybody was looking for, the Buccaneers beat the Patriots 19-17 in a surprisingly good game. We'll talk about that in one second. The Chargers beat the Raiders 28-14 last night on Monday Night Football. And the Colts beat the Dolphins 27-17. All right? So that was what went down this weekend. But, of course... We got to talk about Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick, Buccaneers versus Patriots. I think everyone thought it was going to be a snooze fest. It was going to be LeBron going back to Cleveland in 2010, like a 30-point blowout, a shutout. They only scored no points. No, it was actually a really good game. It went down to those final seconds, missed field goal. That's what happened, all right? So I got to ask you about this first and foremost. Before we get into the players, before we get into the stats, the atmosphere of the game, and when I say atmosphere, I mean the buildup from the media to the promos to the interviews, the news hits, and then just the vibe of the game and the fans. What did you think about the atmosphere around this game, Ariel? Well, I'm not going to lie. The media really built me up because the whole thing was just about them being pinned against each other. Belichick didn't like Brady. Brady didn't like Belichick. So we're just sitting here like this is going to be a reunion for the ages. A lot of animosity. And animosity wasn't even between them. They had a great game. Everybody saying hey and hello. Players that he used to play with being respectful. Coaches, even Bill Belichick being respectful. And it was just a lot of emotions because it's crazy. And you you look at the fans. They had interviews during halftime, interviews during the game. They did phone calls during play breaks. 
people were just hurt that he's there. People were happy that he's there. He even got his standing ovation. They awarded him for playing the most games there, bringing him championships. But I know it was hard because, like, Brady wasn't playing his best. Bill Belichick was trying to throw everything at him. But at the end of the day, you can see that, like, their chemistry is going to be beautiful and that is great. But the whole media leading up to it and then going out of it was just, like, my heart was just, like, I was literally on the edge of my seat, even after it was over, even after Tom Brady was giving his interview. I was just like, this was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> it was intense. Like, it was just thick, thick tension. And I hope we don't ever have to see that again because I can't be on the edge of my seat like that, especially with a close game. I was not expecting that. And I'm going to tell you what I was expecting. Talking about the atmosphere, I was expecting a high rating turnout because you know that's my thing, and it was high rating. So in the 18 to 49 demo, that's key for advertisers. Like the Buccaneers versus the Patriots got a six on NBC in primetime, 28.5 million viewers, the second most watched Sunday night football game since the Dallas Cowboys played in 2012 because the Dallas Cowboys are always a draw. So this game, people watch this game. They really want to see it. And I knew, and I told this Ariel like off, 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 you know, off the air. I said that it would be almost like the Super Bowl. It's gonna be like, you know, like one third of Super Bowl numbers, you know, Super Bowl numbers encroach upon like the hundreds of millions a lot, even now in the streaming era. So I knew it was gonna be at the very least over 20 million. And it got eight million over my intended projection. So I think the media played a lot into that. And also just the storyline, because I think the NFL does tell great stories. And I think it sort of sold itself. Like whenever Tom Brady finally played the Patriots, especially going back to Foxborough, it was going to be a story regardless. But let's talk about Tom Brady and his performance, because he ain't do all that good. <laughs> he ain't do all that good. All right. So he threw for 269 yards. He did surpass Drew Brees' um, record for most passing yards. 8,358, that's the most in NFL history, but he's played for all of NFL history, so is it really an accomplishment? I'm like, uh. So, you know, to be honest, he's played, he's played for so long. So, but here's the thing. He, he, he set the passing record, but none of them yards led to a touchdown. None of the yards. He was just throwing, he's throwing, 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 and didn't get one touchdown, all right? And I'm like, if you told me that Tom Brady was not going to get a touchdown, I would have told you, oh, he lost? Like, I'm like, What? So that was crazy. So I got to ask you this, all right? Was Tom Brady, you think he was nervous? You think the emotion got to him? Or do you think Bill Belichick is such a tactician, such an intelligent coach that he knew how to shut down Tom Brady and that pass offense? I'm just going to let you know, like, right now, I don't think Brady gets scared anymore. Like, he's too great, and he already knows what he is and what he can do in a situation for to let anything frighten him. Now, of course, going back to your home stadium, and you got to see your old coach, and you got to beat your old coach, okay, you might develop some feelings, but feelings will never interrupt how he plays the game because, obviously, he won a very kind of close win, but he won. Now, I really think Bill Belichick whipped it out just because you know Brady. Like, you know the quarterback that you technically built. So you're going to throw everything at him so he doesn't score because you know he got the top defense. You know he has the top offense. And also it came to not having Gronk out there either. He didn't have his best friend. He didn't have his number one man. So we didn't see the offense that usually runs over teams. We saw what Brady can do with what he has. And right now, if you look at that win, even though they might win games in the forecome future, 
it's going to be close because you're out of your best player right now. But Bill Belichick put in new plays that I didn't even see Tom Brady used to play with the Patriots. So he knew he had to bring his A game, and that kind of shook him because he didn't know what to do. Like, his looks wasn't like looks of, oh, I'm nervous, like, it's sad being back in the stadium. It was looks of surprise because you decided to pull a whole defense on me after all our years of companionship, after all our years of playing. But you knew you had to because I know you as a coach. I know what's coming. So I he he wasn't he wasn't the best in this game, but I mean he won. So it's, and nothing more I could say. But so I think that maybe Bill Belichick unlocked a way to beat Tom Brady and Tom Brady's teams. Although Tom Brady does have a lot of weapons, and granted Gronk didn't play, and I'm gonna want to ask you about Gronk in a second. But do you think that Bill Belichick created a system for other coaches to follow in the future? Whereas, like, put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady, like, just blitz him, put a lot of pressure, like, really get in that pocket. He got sacked, he got sacked, I think, a couple times. And one in particular, where I was like, bro, is he retiring? I think that might be one. I think that might hit you. Like, I can't do this no more. Y'all quit. Like, <laughs> that one sack he got. Whenever you can force Brady to run on third and fourth downs, you've cracked the code. Because Brady doesn't run. He doesn't have to. So, yes, the blitzings kind of took him off key. Seeing Brady run and take off and get a first down took him off his balance. But it's just a code. It's just a list of numbers that you can use to beat him. Because, like I said, again, he did win very narrowly, but he won, even without his best players. So, of course, like, you can see, you can watch these Patriots, like, okay, so really our defense needs to be on point. Really, we need to rush him and rush all the players. We need to do, make sure we're covering everybody, no fouls. Just make sure our defense is on point. But just because you stop a defense doesn't mean you can't stop an offense. Because once Grunt comes back, it's over at this point. And plus, they're going to go back to the drawing board and try to find other players that they can use so that way this will never happen again. Because Brady doesn't do back-to-back close games twice. He didn't do it with the, he did it with the Falcons. Went back the next week, blew out the next team, and then now it was a close game with Belichick. We can't expect a close. He doesn't repeat the same things twice. He's not going to do that because then you're onto his scent. So they're at, the Bucks are just going to have to go back to the drawing board and see what they can do to pull out other weapons because they can't have this happen again now that they know how to work their defense. Well, I'll say this. like The Buccaneers, like they did lose to the Rams. They lost to the Rams right after the Falcons. You know, so... And Rob Gronkowski got injured in that game. And I know for me, I was like, oh, man. Because I already knew he wasn't playing against the, the Patriots. Like, when I saw the hit, and he was down for a second. Then he went back to the locker room. I was like, man. Like, because I wanted to see Gronk against the Patriots. And I wanted to see Tom Brady have all his weapons. And it was Patriots players that were injured as well. So, I wish that, we, like, it was like basketball, we see it again. But people were saying, we might not ever see this again. I'm like, Tom Brady expects to play till he's 50. Yeah, you'll see it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, he expects to play that long. So He can say that all he wants, but if he keeps running and taking and they keep taking those defensive hits, I don't know if he's going to keep doing but that. But if, if, like, if he keeps running and getting first downs, he'll be fine. Because you remember that track? one time he ran in the game and he got that first down? Because my dad and I were watching it, and we were like, get him, get him. And he ran and got the first down. And I'm like, how are they letting this man that's running in slow motion get the first down? And it was one because guy. Because that's something he never does. Just because just because Brady runs now doesn't mean he needs to. He shouldn't because he is slow. Like, just because he didn't get hit and severely injured or their defense wasn't ready for it doesn't mean they're not going to be ready for it next time. But we all know Brady isn't a runner. So you're going to need those guys back. And right now, the Patriots having those players out, that really didn't matter 
most of their they, it's not like they were huge weapons compared to if Brady loses his offensive line, the offensive line that won him that championship. That's a problem. If the Patriots or anybody else lose something, it's kind of an advantage to Brady. But if Brady loses his offensive line, that's over. I feel no, I feel it, and that's one thing when I was I was talking with my dad. Like my dad really um brought that up and made that a big thing. Whereas like that offensive line makes sure he's straight and it keeps that pressure from him. But the Buccaneers were able to rattle him, like you said, made him run. But we got to talk about Mac Jones, who folks are trying to say is the next Tom Brady. I don't know about all that, but he actually had a pretty impressive game. Yeah, people are saying that. People are actually really saying that. I agree with people. I am people. people oh, you, oh, you agree with people? What? I agree with people. I Looking at this game, I didn't see, uh, like, of course the robbery was big, but I really wasn't focused on the robbery between him and Belichick. I was looking at a Spider-Man situation. Mac Jones was Tom Brady from the past, and Tom Brady is there in the future right now, the old Tom Brady. I was doing... A blast from the past, future. I forgot that movie. I was thinking about the movie with um when they was riding in the cars in the future. Mm. That's what it was to me because people are so sleep. People are so sleep on these new quarterbacks that are coming up, and Mac Jones has consistently proven himself, especially in that game for people to say we technically have our next Tom Brady that is coming up. He did excellent in that game. Nobody would have thought he would have went toe-to-toe that close with Tom Brady. And no rookie has ever done that. So for him to do that, he's set. I really feel like this man right here is walking in the footsteps of greatness. Like, he just literally said, push over anybody else. Right now is my time. As a rookie to take Cam Newton's spot and then do the season that he's doing right now, they're not going to they're not going to remain the way that they are this season. Like, Mac Jones is about to change the game. I'm with people. I think Mac Jones has the potential to be the next Tom Brady and a very successful quarterback for Bill Belichick. I'm shaking my head right now. I know people can't see it. No, <laughs> I don't – I don't. next Tom Brady is a stretch to me because um, a lot of people said Tom Brady was a system quarterback, but Mac Jones, like – Mac Jones in that system, when they finally get the right weapons, like how they had around Tom Brady, I think he'll be okay. And he did have a great game on on you know on Sunday. He had he completed thirty one of forty passes, threw for two hundred and seventy five yards, and threw for two touchdowns. He got one interception, but he made nineteen straight completions. But I gotta ask you about this one. This sort of scares me okay. about Mac Jones. And Nick Ooh. Wright brought this up on First Things First on Monday, where he said that Bill Belichick seems to not trust Mac Jones. Because instead of going forward on fourth and three and getting that first down and getting closer in the field goal range and burning that clock more so Tom Brady doesn't get the ball back, he did, they elected to go for a 54-56 yard field goal that curved and clanked off, you know, that clanked off. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. Like, does Bill Belichick, do you think Bill Belichick trusts Mac Jones and think he's the next Tom Brady? Because I bet you if Tom Brady was on the Patriots, they go for it. Well, that's because it's Tom Brady. And right, I just, I personally agree with his decision only because they were playing the Buccaneers. I feel like it would, if it was any other team, and of course, as a coach, you're always trying to win. But if it was any other team that didn't just win a Super Bowl, I believe he would have let Mac Jones go for it. But knowing that he's playing against Brady, and if he doesn't make this on fourth down, that they're going to turn the ball over and they would have had great, Field advantage for them to score and win that game. I'm going to go with my kicker too, 
because that's just what I feel safer with. If he was playing anybody else, I definitely believe Bill Belichick would have let him run that field. I believe it wholeheartedly. But you're playing against Tom Brady, and you know he can do the ball within under a minute. I'm not doing that. I can't. I can't risk the game. Because like he said in the in the pregame, he was like, I love Tom Brady. No hard feelings. But in today's Sunday's night, I don't like him. I got to be him. And that's that's what it comes down to, winning the game. So, of course, I wouldn't trust my young rookie quarterback, who I chose over Cam Newton, to play in that situation. I have to go with my kicker. If it was anybody else besides my old rival, I would do it. But I trust his decision. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't really wholeheartedly trust him. It's just he knows in a winning situation, I can't go with my rookie right now. I have to see what he does in another game. I wouldn't even do that against the books. Why would I let my rookie go for it against the books? And I'm I'm going against the person that I coach, that I built, that he knows my playbook. Some of it. The defense was wild in that game. But I I like his decision, but I don't think it doesn't mean he doesn't trust him. It's just he just knows he's not ready for that. Even though he did kind of prove himself through the game. He just wasn't ready and that's okay. That makes sense. So we'll see what happens, you know, with the Buccaneers and the Patriots. Like, I want to see where the Buccaneers go from here because Tom Brady is sort of being exposed a bit by that pressure. They play the Dolphins mm-hmm. next, they'll be fine. They play the Dolphins next, they'll be fine. Um, and then the Patriots, we want to see where the Patriots go from here. But we have to move on to the Chargers and the Raiders game from Monday night. So I'm not going to lie to you, Ariel. So for me... <laughs> All right, I'm not going to lie to you because I think that lying is not good and I don't want to embellish. Do you see my point the... now? <laughs> <Is it> what... <laughs> Do you see my point now with the Raiders? I just can't wait. I, oh, wait. I want to hear what you got to say. I have nothing to say. I didn't really watch it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like I, I was watching preseason. Like We're going to talk about that in another episode. NBA is back. You know, I'm an NBA guy and I had on, because you know I can't multitask because I was trying to multitask watch all those HBC <laughs> games at one time because you had, remember you had Jackson State Versus FAMU, you had Grandland versus Tennessee State. I promise you, it's like I overload. You know, like how, you, how your phone overheat. Like I would be watching two games, I just fall asleep. Like the, at first, I felt because I was watching the NBA and NFL. First, I fell asleep. Then I woke up. All right. Then I'm like, just forget it. Like just forget it. I'm just gonna turn. And I'm just gonna on my computer. I, I I gave the NFL respect. It was on the big TV, but on my computer, oh. I had my league pass and I was watching the Warriors versus man, like 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 the the Blazers. You know, so. I wasn't really watching the game. I saw, like, I did turn up the TV when it was mm-hmm. a comeback. Like, you know, the Raiders start to come back a bit. But when that charge, when Chargers got that last touchdown, I was like, man, this game over. Like, let me just look at this, this basketball, man. I'm not worried about this. But I got to ask you, you got you to you carry me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think about this game? Because it was sort of, it was blad me. And maybe it was because Peyton and Eli weren't there. But it was sort of blad me. What do you think? I just want to let everybody know, if you haven't heard me on this podcast, y'all know I am somewhat of a hater of Derek Carr. But yesterday oh, clearly. night... No, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> somewhat. Clearly. You know, hit hits. You know, wink, wink. But he clear... Undefeated. They're no longer undefeated. So now they're 3-1. and one. They were outscored almost in the first half. They scored a last-minute touchdown, so it was 21-7. to seven. They were 21-0 to zero going into the end of the first half. Still got blown out in the second half. Derek Carr, for everybody that thinks he is that comeback quarterback, is not. It is the team that carries him. It is Darren Waller that carries him. It is Crosby that carries him. He cannot do it by himself. Honestly, not going to lie, I was 
quite disappointed in their performance because I was hoping that Derek Carr was going to prove me wrong, but he didn't. And so now they're three and one, and the Chargers are coming. The char- that Chargers defense is crazy. Like if any if anybody should be if anybody thinks what's going to happen is going to happen, like Tom Brady when it comes to these Chargers, when it the Ravens look good too. I know we're going to talk about them. Man, these defenses are looking good. And it all goes back to your point. Like, if the defense doesn't hold, if the offensive line to Brady doesn't hold, he's going to get run through. And that's basically what the Chargers did. And their offense did that, too. I was kind of disappointed in the Raiders and their defense letting the Chargers go down the field like that. Like, they were holding them to the line. They were missing players, missing plays. I was just like, what is going on? It wasn't even this week that it was the flags. It was just the Raiders crumble like I predicted. And I just I just have to throw that out there because everybody's thinking, oh, Derek Carr is so great. Oh, Derek Carr is this. Derek Carr is that. Look at him not being that guy. Do you, don't you think it's unfair? I think no, it's unfair. Think it's After unfair. one game, they, they were 3-0, and and now they're 3-1. and Like, that's not unfair, you don't think? I don't think it's unfair. I think they put Derek Carr in this high standard. And nobody is above that high standard besides Tom Brady. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go ahead and give him his props and Matthew Sanford just a little bit. But nobody's above that high standard. And they put him at a high standard going into the first three games. Like Derek Carr hasn't made mistakes, that he hasn't made interceptions that were winning games, that he hasn't made flags that are winning games. Like he's just him by himself. And it's not him by himself. He is nothing without his team. But you know, it, I could be a little biased, but I just want people to know that this man is, like, not invincible. He's a great quarterback, but y'all have to understand that he's not a great quarterback by himself. His team makes him. It's not him that makes the team. So, do you feel that same way towards Tom Brady? I feel like Tom Brady makes his team. So, but that's the thing, though. I feel like with that one, like, when you have Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, you got Evans, he has a great, he has great offensive weapons. Maybe even better outside that Randy Moss season. Maybe even better than he had in in in, in um, New, New England. And people do that to Tom Brady more than they do Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only thing. It's like I think the media got you not liking Derek Carr because the media is so reactionary. Like for example, let's say because no one's is talking about the fact going to to, to the Buccaneers game that Tom Brady had a horrible game. No one's really talking about that. They, they, they are talking about Mac Jones. I'll give him that. They're talking about Mac Jones. They're talking I didn't about say the, that Brady didn't have a no, bad game. I know, but I'm talking about more so the media. Like, it's all about the narrative. If he lost, it would have been like Tom Brady got shut down by Bill Belichick. But didn't he? I mean, to a certain degree, he sort of did, but that's not the narrative. And granted, I would give the media this. They are talking about Mac Jones. They are saying, hey, Mac Jones is that guy. He He's coming up. I see some in him. And some folks like your Nick Rice are sort of, sort of hating on Mac Jones. But the narrative is not, hey, Tom Brady failed because they won. And Tom Brady, outside of breaking that passing record and throwing the ball, he contributed to no touchdowns. Then they had one touchdown. <laughs> the, like the Patriots had two. In, in, in normal life, two beats one, so two wins. But in football, that don't work, <laughs> like, cause you kick field. This is why I like basketball, like, like, like how, how can you get two touchdowns if you're the Patriots and one for for the Buccaneers? But I'm gonna kick some field goal. Like, like that's like winning off free throws. Like, what the world? Like, so it's I mean, like, it, it did, but nobody, but no one's talking about Tom Brady having a bad game. But just, but Derek Carr, three and zero, and that's sort of shocking people. And it's like, it's everybody's team. I feel like that's for everybody. 
I think for Patrick Mahomes, I think for Tom Brady, I think for Derek Carr, they have a team. The only thing I can say, and you'll be like, Randall, Lamar Jackson, I think that goes for Lamar Jackson. Because, like, Lamar Jackson, why, why he be running? Because he don't be seeing anybody open. And it's like, bro, get open. I'm going to throw it to you. But, like, what happens is he'll wait. It's like, bro, y'all not going to get open? Bet. He just start running. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Lamar Jackson is like the LeBron James of the NFL. He got to put that team on his back. But Patrick Mahomes, he, like, he has weapons. Tom Brady has weapons. And Derrick Carr has weapons. That's true. But it's like, it's the, it's sort of the same criticism for all quarterbacks to have weapons, you know? I, okay. So I'm, I don't, I don't hate Derek Carr because of the media. Now the media does play, of course, and how, how we spectate and how we talk about our opinions of these games. Yes, of course. But also speaking on his history and just seeing him as a player, I am just not impressed enough. And this game kind of proved my point. Now I'm not going to say that he's bad. He's not bad but coming to a team that really needs these wins and that really needs to see another playoff he's gonna have to do better like that that game was just not it and the chargers are like we'll, we'll get we'll get into it when we get into the standings in the nfl because this next week before the bye week is really going to determine where teams are going to stand and how crucial it is for you to understand the identity and what you need to do to win i get it so like i said I watched only parts of the game. So what you have on me is that you sat there and watched that whole entire game. So I'm going to take your word for it. I just feel as if the media does hype up players. And I think a lot of folks are seeing this Derek Carr hype out of nowhere. But I just hate the reactionary, and not on you, but on the media, where it's like, oh, he won. Is he going to lead him to a championship? He lost. Does he suck? Did he really suck? Like, should I just release him? I just hate where it's like, it's not a middle ground. It's only a middle ground with Tom Brady. It's only a middle ground with him. You know what I'm saying? And a little bit of Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes is really good. But it's like, there's no middle ground for anybody else. But let's get to the rookies. So the rookies sort of had a good game, except for one particular rookie. But we wonder if it's his fault, all right? So Justin Fields notches a win. Zach Wilson notches a win. Mac Jones notches a win. And Urban Meyer down there in Jacksonville. They have not notched a win yet. And they had the lead that whole entire game until the end. So let's just run it down. I want to start with, with Mac Jones. Do you really believe he's next time, Brady? Do you really believe that? <laughs> I believe he's the next advance. I don't know. Because like that's saying like, and you know since since we're like since we're on kind of basketball and basketball starting, that's like trying to compare like Kobe and LeBron James to like Jordan at this uh, point. Like no, really. But listen, but listen, but listen, 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 listen. You know how like people try to compare like who's better, but the whole conversation comes down to a generation thing. Okay. It's a new generation. So after Jordan, Kobe was a new generation. After Kobe, LeBron was kind of a new generation. It's just the generation keeps getting better with their talents. So Mac Jones may not possibly be the next Tom Brady, but he is probably next generation, probably one of the best quarterbacks that might be in comparison to Tom Brady. But I think that Tom Brady will play longer than Mac Jones. So which one's the more... <laughs> which, which generation are we talking about? Because it's like like Mac like Mac Jones might not play these 40, but Tom Brady might be, might be 60 years old with gray hair throwing passes, talking about back in my day. You know what I'm saying? So 
I don't really know, but with Mac Jones, I just want to see wins. And I know that it's an organizational thing. I, I know that it was a lot of pressure when he first came in for him to sort of, I want to see wins because when Tom Brady had the opportunity to go in for Drew Bledsoe, they won. They won the Super Bowl. You know, and Tom Brady, one thing about Tom Brady, you can say the tuck rule, you can say they be cheating, deflating balls. Oh, that's true. However, <laughs> oh, that's very true. However, allegedly, because I, 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 I own, well, I, I got to say allegedly because don't sue me, Tom Brady. But I'm just saying, I think that Mac Jones has to win before we give him that lofty of expectation. But skills, I think skills, I want to see him in high leverage games. Because we saw Tom Brady at this same age in games that counted. We've not seen Mac Jones in a meaningful game. You know what I'm besides, saying? Besides Sunday. But Mac, Mac Jones has won his first game with the Patriots. And he lost two. Well, now it's three. Okay, they're one and three record. I mean, it's bad, and I get that. His high stakes games was with Brady, and he hung on. Now, I don't think necessarily it should kind of count because it really wasn't about him it was more about that Brady and Belichick reunion so it will probably take another high stakes team for me to really kind of confirm what everybody else is kind of confirming like he is that next guy for Belichick I don't think we can really take this game because it really wasn't about him besides him giving a great performance but what I'll say is this I just I want to see him in more moments where I Mac Jones has that same type of pressure that Tom Brady had, because and the thing about it is for me with Mac Jones, with Mac Jones being the next Tom Brady, I don't like I said I don't think so, but I think Cam Newton would have played better on Sunday. I think they would have won there at Cam Newton. You don't think really? So? You don't think they would have won there at Cam Newton? I think that's interesting. I think Bill Belichick would have went with. He would have went for that first down, that fourth down, if he had Cam Newton. Facts, and that that's all that matters. Like that's all. And then I think they get three touchdowns, not not two. I think they get three and put it out of reach. Honestly, think that I think that the Patriots pull off the upset and they get three touchdowns, put it out of reach. And I think that Cam Cam Newton maybe runs in for a touchdown. I think he runs so in. Do you think it was wrong going into this season not having Cam Newton or at least having him on a roster? I think that it wouldn't have happened if we weren't in the pandemic, because I do think that Mac Jones being vaccinated and Cam Newton not being vaccinated played a big part because you have to put that in every sports story for unvaccinated athletes. Cause for example, Lamar Jackson is unvaccinated. So you never know, like the Ravens could just win every game going into week seven. Now, you know, he gets COVID and he's out for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to put that into everything with sports now. Cause that's just the reality. I think if Cam Newton doesn't, it gets vaccinated and that's not held over him. I think that you keep both on the team and it's almost like how it is in Chicago. But I think because he was unvaccinated, that's the reason why. Not, it wasn't it had anything to do with play. I think Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I think that Cam Newton just needed time in that system with Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, no, nobody was competing for Lamar Jackson's spot. They're not looking to get rid of him as a quarterback. Well, true, but at the same time, when you look at COVID and the precautions around it, and for an unvaccinated player, it's, it's such a risk. So if you have Cam Newton, that's your starter, Mac Jones ain't getting no type of burn, and he goes down because of COVID and he has, has going quarantine, now it's like our starting quarterback's gone. Now we have Mac Jones that doesn't have that game experience to, to grow because Mac Jones had time to grow. For like a Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson goes down, he's unvaccinated. Now what? 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you have Mac Jones that would have been the backup, but that's a precaution. If I'm running a team, I don't want to put my team, as we're trying to compete to go to the playoffs, even early in the season, I don't want to put my team in that position. So it's like, you know what? We're going to go with Mac Jones because he's pretty good, but also he's vaccinated, and I know I won't lose him for an extended period of time. You know? No, you got it. Makes sense, and I I agree with you with that. It's it's just a whole lot of what ifs, but we we know the end of the score. We know the end of the game. So, at the end of the day, Mac Jones the next time ready. I don't know. I do agree with you. We are gonna have to see another a couple more games where he's actually being tried. Besides this robbery game, but he looks good. I mean, can't deny it, bro. Like he looks really good. Besides, besides everybody else, he's probably one of the top rookie quarterbacks that came out of the draft that is really doing something. So besides well, Justin Fields. Well, let's go to this. All right. So I remember I was watching First Things First on Monday, and Chris Broussard vaguely argued that Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones comparison, Mac Jones better than Trevor Lawrence. So with Trevor Lawrence and how he's performed and how Urban Meyer is coached, what are you thinking about Trevor Lawrence? And I want to ask you this. So you're giving Mac Jones maybe going to be the next Tom Brady. Do you think mm-hmm. that Mac Jones is better than Trevor Lawrence at this point? I think Mac Jones is only better because of his coach. Mm, that's real. Urban, Urban Myers is destroying Trevor Lawrence and who he is as a quarterback. If they would have had a more seasoned, I mean, Urban Myers, he has a good coaching history and he is a good coach, but putting him in the end of his first year in the NFL and you have Trevor Lawrence in his first year in the NFL and you're still trying to figure things out is destroying Trevor Lawrence's career. And so they're not going to get rid of Trevor Lawrence. Urban Myers might be done after this sixth game or after the next game if he doesn't win. You So you think that they'll fire, they'll, it will fire Urban Meyer mid-season? It's possible. It'll break a record. It'll break a record? <laughs> It'll break a record if they fire a head coach in his first year in mid-season. But I, I, I mean, that's really risky to do because you. I don't blame Trevor Lawrence. Has he made some risky throws and some risky decisions? Heck yes, he has. But it's not all on him. He's looking to his coach. He's looking for leadership. And I, Urban Myers, right now is not nothing. He's doing is clicking on the field and off the field. Yeah, off the field, he had that situation with with that, with that girl in the club. I'm like, I'm like Urban Meyer. You need you need to be sleep trying to figure out. How to get a win? He over in the club in his swerve on, like sir. <laughs> he over there. Listen, I made a dumb mistake. You think? Like, duh, you made like, a dumb mistake. <laughs> over here with this girl, you need to look at your playbook. What are we gonna do in this next game, Myers? What's so, going on? Man, man he, he, he over there with, with, with a mistress can't get a win. Like, what in the world? Like, come on, come on, Urban Meyer. Like, like unless he recruiting for the team and the mistress finna go on and put on some pads. I don't know what he's doing out here. He he's recruiting a different way. I'm telling you that he he, he, <laughs> he building a different type of team. All right, but I'll tell you that was like what the world. That was so crazy to me because it's like to add more to the pile because you start with the Tim Tebow mess and that mess, and then you know some of these reports that have been coming out that might be that might be unsubstantiated that how he's clicking with the players is not working out, and then you're losing with the number one draft pick that everyone was hyping up. And I understand, you know, it's a losing team. The Jaguars have to rebuild. But to have had that lead on Thursday and then to lose it to the Bengals, 
You know what I'm saying? That's not Trevor Lawrence. That's not Trevor Lawrence. And I blame blame Urban Meyer because Trevor Lawrence has shown us something. But for all of these rookie QBs to have gotten a win, right? And even Mm -hmm. with Mac Jones losing, it's a moral victory, okay? Moral victory for for Mac Jones. (laughs) He's the next Tom Brady, quote, unquote. But all of them to have done well and then Trevor Lawrence to not have a win and not get up there, I just think it's so unfortunate. But with Zach Wilson, you're very high on Zach Wilson. So what do you think about Zach Wilson and him getting his first win? I was so proud because even though he was losing, like, this man still has potential. Like, his college years were amazing. Him as a quarterback, he's a great quarterback. And them getting their first wins as the just using himself mostly for most of the runs, getting those passes down in the end zone, doing what he needed to do, I congratulate them. Other side of it, I congratulate them too because I'm still a hater of Julio Jones. And even though he wasn't playing, he's probably not playing these next couple games, kind of getting himself into some trouble if you haven't heard. Mm. Um, that was just a moral victory in my heart. My Falcons couldn't win on Sunday. I'm so glad that Zach Wilson and the Jets won because I don't know what I would have done. It was just a whole Sunday full of heart attacks. Everybody just giving me a heart attack. But it was a great Sunday for football. So let me ask you this before we move on into the standings and the predictions. Justin Fields got his first win. How do you think that'll bowl well for him in that battle for him to be starting quarterback? Well, now it kind of turns the story because you saw when he did take the field after Andy Dalton's injury and some other things. Mm It didn't go so well. I'm not saying they 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 weren't necessarily blown out, but it, it was a score that Justin Fields obviously could have prevented he was just doing too much for his first game not actually being in the whole time not going in and out between Andy Dalton just trying to you know mass plays and just be a decoy for him so that first conversation is like dang he should look at leaving which was another conversation that he had at UGA when he was going to Ohio State when he wasn't playing when people didn't believe in him that's why he transferred and he did it at Ohio State so now they're looking at who he is in his career because Justin Fields is just not a regular player. He's a very great player, but it is showing that first game. Now that he's winning, now you have the conversation of, okay, he's getting comfortable, but is it too comfortable enough and too early to say, can he take over for Andy Dalton at the end of this year or maybe during half of the season if they decide to? Yeah. I'm proud. I think he did great. He's standing his ground on because, you know, Justin Fields can do everything. He can run. He can pass. He can throw. He can make plays. But just like how Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson had to settle, and even to it the first time, and even Jalen Hurts, being out there and being your number one quarterback, I'm actually playing first string, that's unsettling, and I get that. But once he calms down, he's going to move right into his fit. He's going to be fine, and that's going to be a little scary for the Bears in that conversation of who we really want to play. Because everybody wants Justin Fields, but is he ready after this next game if he does win? That's real true. I have nothing to say because I couldn't even watch the game <laughs> because of regional <laughs> restrictions. So you got me on that one. All right. So only one defeated team is left in this season, and that is the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, who a lot of people think is going to be the NFL MVP as of right now. So the Panthers are fighting for the top spot in the NFC, in the NFC South. The Falcons fell out the bottom so really quickly with the falcons where do you think they go from here because they play in london they take a little bit of a mini vacation and they, they play are. in the Jets. so what are you thinking um now this kind of goes back to hopefully i don't know i'm between if this is like a giants game because they technically 
lost against the Washingtons off of another flag play. If you guys don't remember, the Giants lost off of Washington because of a flag, because of a false start that sent them back and gave them a second chance to win that field goal. The same thing happened with the Falcons towards the end of the fourth quarter. So we're looking at two easy teams that they should have beat. And now you're looking at another team when they go to play in London against the Jets that they should beat too. But these rookie quarterbacks are starting to come and beat them. So that's kind of hard. If you can't figure out your offense, even at the last minute, I give it to Matt Ryan trying to do that Hail Mary inside the end zone where he literally had a player to his left five steps if he just would have been patient in the pocket. We're not going to discuss that, though. But if you're not letting these rookies come up and see you pressured with your offense and not being able to get into the red zone because none of their touchdowns were then close to the red zone. They were literally like 20 yards out because you know the Falcons are terrible in red zones trying to make those touchdowns. So if they can't do that against Zach Wilson, they I don't know what to do. And at this point, I don't know who fault it is. I don't know if it's Matt Ryan or if it's Arthur Smith, but something's got to change in that coaching situation too because you had two easy teams back to back that you should have beat and lost. Well, you beat the Giants, but they should have been a they should have been a blowout at that point. But two easy teams that you're letting it come down to the wire to, and you can't do that because the Falcons are not a comeback team. That's true. That is very true. But we have to move on to the Rams and the Seahawks. So the Rams have been doing really well, and they beat the defending champs on last week. And the Seahawks have been doing well, and they play on this Thursday. So who do you think is going to get that second seed? I'm going to have to give it to the Rams. Like, the Rams at one point were undefeated. Like you said, now the Cardinals are their only undefeated team. They just have a better put-together team, especially their defense. It will run right through the Seahawks. Now, Russell Wilson can compete on his side of the ball, his side of the field, but he struggles, and we're kind of seeing those technical struggles when it comes to connecting with his players and a lot of drop passes between these last two games. So he's going to have to fix that if he doesn't want the Rams to actually win. Because once they go to two and three, it's going to be hard to try to knock off the Rams from that second spot. Yeah, once you get a hold on it, you don't lose it. And the Rams are really good, and their defense is tough. So the Chiefs are at the bottom of the AFC West. But they have Patrick Mahomes, and they have a lot of offensive weapons, and they have Andy Reid that's still a play caller. So do you Mm -hmm. think that they stay down, or do you think they can make their way back up as the season progresses? I believe they have a chance, and it's a very slim chance. And the only chance that they could possibly get if the Raiders lose these next two games or if the Broncos lose these next two games. And I have more faith, and I know it's about to contradict everything that I said earlier. I have more faith in the Broncos losing the next two games than the Raiders. I do, as a quarterback of Derek Carr, he's still okay. But he can come back. They have a 60% chance of always coming back in the second half, and they always do. They're going to give you a close game regardless. If the Raiders keep playing as that 60% comeback team in that second half, the Chiefs are going to have to depend on the Broncos to start slipping because I don't know what's going on with them Chiefs, but they're not connecting either. And Patrick Mahomes is going to have to get out of that mindset and get back to the champion that he was if he wants to continue to play and be playoff contention. Makes sense to me. You just can't count out Patrick Mahomes because he he puts it together well, and there's so many weapons. I think that they're just flustered right now, but they'll get back right. So the Ravens, <laughs> how the boys? 
the Ravens. Like, yeah, yeah, y'all thought they were down. Y'all thought it was with that Raiders loss. That was just an anomaly. You thought they were down. Nope. They came right back up. And, man, Lamar Jackson's been going in. So the Ravens have the chance to take their division. But what would be the push for them, Ariel, you think, that need that they need to get to the top? Is it Tyson Williams? You know who's saying? Like, what do you think? You know, you think Tyson Williams ain't from Macon, Georgia? Maybe he could push them, make sure they go where they need to go. Like, what, what are you thinking about the Ravens and how they'll end up this season so far with what you're seeing? Man, surprisingly, Randall, I think you should give your applause on this. You are right. They have to get up on this running game. They cannot rely solely on Lamar to really make these passes. That running game is so efficient and so dependent on them winning. If he gets that up, he's kind of stopped choking for a minute. But if he does that and their defense gets right, they're going to be at the top. I feel it. I feel it. And you know I agree. You know I agree. Lamar, that's (laughs) my dog, man. You know I agree. So there's He's four tops. He just has problems with trying to finish. Right. So it's four teams in the NFC. It's four top. It's four top teams in the NFC conference. You have the Cowboys in the NFC East. You have the Cardinals in the West. You have the Packers in the North. And you have the Buccaneers in the South. So when it all comes down to it, so far, based on what you're seeing on the field, who do you think takes it? Okay, I need y'all to listen. Just listen, right? Because Dak is having the comeback season of his life right now. Them Cowboys are fighting for their life. That last game that they had was amazing. But y'all see Aaron Rodgers. We all know Aaron Rodgers after this season is never coming back. This man is possible to retire. He's not going to go out unless it's a fight. And now the Buccaneers, like how you said, they're getting a little scary. They are cracking. Everybody else is cracking the code on their defense and how to get to them. And having those major key players being lost it's kind of easier to kind of win against them. The Cardinals are just out of this world. But out of all of them, in my heart, in hopes, I really want to see the Cowboys come out with it. I just think it's an oppressive season watching them right now. After watching them on Hard Knocks, everything that happened over the summer and in the pandemic, I really hope they come top out of this conference because they are the team right now that I've seen with the least discrepancies to beat. I mean, Tom Brady is just like, he gives his team hope. But them Cowboys, man... They've been looking good, and they, they're they the ones that I think is going to come down to a challenge between them and maybe the Bucks. and an honorable mention of the Packers. I feel like the Cardinals, I don't know. I feel like there's a fall coming. I don't know when, but it, but it will be. But the Cowboys are going to try to push it up. Hey, I feel it. I'm really looking. I want to see who gets right, but I think those Cardinals, you can't sleep on them. The Cardinals are looking really nice. They're looking really nice. All right, so let's get into week five of the NFL season. It's flying by pretty fast, but it's 18 18 weeks in all in this season, all right? So the Rams and the Seahawks, a really good Thursday night football game. Who you got for that one? I'm going to go with the Rams. Really? Yes. Hmm. I might have to go with the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson, it's a close game. I think Russell Wilson pulls it out, and he figures out that defense of the Rams. So the Jets and the Falcons, 9.30 a.m. They're playing in London. Who you got for that one? That's a that's a pretty that like, like that like that's about a preseason game. Like, who, who you got? It's not even a preseason game because the Falcons are really like showing everybody that these young quarterbacks can come and beat Matt Ryan as Matty Ice is supposed to be. Um, I'm gonna have to give it to the Falcons though. I think they're gonna figure out a way to put Zach Wilson back into his losing place, maybe. It was just a confidence builder that he won against the Titans, but I don't think he's gonna hold it long. 
listen, Trey Young is rooting for the Falcons because you know it's New York versus Atlanta. Trey Young is like, come on, Falcons. So I think the Falcons got that, and they need they need to watch that bow that Trey Young did, like when he beat the New York in five in the NBA playoffs. Falcons, come on, bring it home, all right? Dirty South, come on, we the South, bro. You gotta win for the South because folks in New York just think that we just are oh, we horrible. Y'all got the fact. Listen, come on now, we we coming up, we the South, we run the music industry, and we run New York, all right? So don't play with the South, bro. Dirty South, Pimp C, rest in peace, all right? So Patriots, <laughs> Patriots. Versus the Texans. <laughs> Patriots oh. versus the Texans, all right? So the Patriots, that moral victory, Mac Jones, quote unquote, the next Tom Brady versus the Texans. Who you got? If Bill Belichick keeps the defense that he had against Brady, it's going to be Mac Jones and the Patriots. If if he pulls out those same plays. I feel it. I think the Patriots win this one. I think they win this one. So Lions versus Vikings, a game I do not care about. I have no pick for that one. Who you got? I mean, I'm just gonna throw this up in the air. I'm gonna say the Vikings. Well, they're playing the Lions. Like, like that might be a bye week at this point. Let's play, play, the, play the third stringers. It's preseason for them. All right. <laughs> so, Eagles versus the Panthers. All right. Jalen Hurts. He's hurt after that loss on the last Monday Night Football game, and then he lost to the Chiefs. But they play the Panthers. Who do you think gets that one? The Panthers have been looking surprisingly good. Well, the Panthers don't have their running back anymore. He was hurt um, about two games ago I think I don't think they gave a status on him so Christian McCaffrey so um that's going to be tough because now you take away the running game for the Panthers and the Panthers were looking good this season however they have figured out ways to win um I think I'm going to have to give it to the Panthers Okay, I think the Eagles. I, I'll take the Eagles cause, just because of Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts can't lose three straight games. So the Saints versus Washington football team who you got? Listen, um, Washington has figured out a way. And, of course, we're seeing now the downfalls um, just a little bit of having James Wilson as your starting quarterback as the Saints. But I I don't think that the Saints are going to lose against Washington, so I'm going to have to go with the Saints. If you lose against any team called the football team, you should be ashamed. The Titans <laughs> versus the Jaguars, all right? The Titans versus the Jaguars. Who you got for this one? Do you think this is Trevor Lawrence's first win? No, I think this is Urban Meyer's exit ticket. I think so too. I think Irvin Myers is going to just, cause, cause here's what they're going to do. They're going to let him resign. He's going to be like, listen, I'm resigning. He's going to walk out in the sunset with whatever woman he was with at the club. Okay. You think they have that much respect for him not to fire him? No, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I, 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 I just wanted to mention the girl he was with at the club. Uh, I just wanted to mention her. So the Dolphins versus the Buccaneers. Come on. This is, this should be a route. Who you, who you got for this one? Come on. I mean, it's the Bucks, bro. They don't even have two. This is a this is a losing season altogether. You lost your quarterback that held everybody together, man. It's it's not a season for them anymore. Oh man. So the Packers versus the Bengals. Who you got to give this one? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Gotta give it to them. It's really their last damn season. I really think that the Packers have this one. So the Broncos versus the Steelers. The Steelers have been struggling. Who you got? I know. Oh man, I'm hoping. This man pulls it out. I'm going to have to go with the Steelers. I think so, too. I think that this is when they start to regain their footing because they've not been looking good at all this year. So the Bears versus the Raiders. Oh, man. Who you got for this one? <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, wow. And they've been in our mouths all day. Um, I think Justin Fields might see his loss. Really? To Derek Carr? <laughs> Maybe. I don't I don't. 
Derek Carr is many things, but he's not going to lose to no rookie. Hmm. He says many things. I would ask you. I would ask you the many things he is. We're just gonna move on to the Browns versus the Chargers, which I think is gonna be the game of the week because the Browns been yep. playing well and the Chargers got that win, you know, last night. So, what do you think, Browns and Chargers? Who you got? That's so hard. Um, ooh, I, whew. Chargers, I gotta be, I gotta be sensible. It's gonna have to be the Chargers. I Baker Mayfield has shown so much strength and possibility that he could win, but that Chargers defense and Matthew Stanford, ah, that's that's a. This is that's the hard. This is the post sports game of the week to me. I'm gonna start dubbing that. Like this is gonna be the week. We dub it I also. Like yeah, post sports game gotta, of the week. You got a sound for that? You got a you got something in your bag? <laughs> that's the best I got. That's uh, like that's the best I got for right now. We'll, we'll get a sound for that. So like I think that this will be the game of the week uh, because the rest of these games are sort of like hey it should be an automatic win for a lot of these teams. I'm gonna split it. I think the Browns win this one. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that Baker Mayfield he's starting to really figure it out, and I think just the Browns man like. I think that they're, they're starting to get scary. How they played the Chiefs and how they've been looking this season, they're starting to get scary. Don't mess around and end up in the Super Bowl, all right? Don't, don't mess around and end up in the Super Bowl. You look up the Browns. Like, <laughs> the whole world, we're going to be like, yeah, um, something's not right. Y'all going to have to check this. Hey, man. But Giants, Cowboys, who you got? Cowboys. For sure, for sure. Cardinals 49ers, and I think another sneaky good game. Who you got? Cardinals. I want to see if they keep this winning streak. I think the Cardinals too. Bills and Chiefs, another. They got they got a lot of games that are good towards the end of the schedule, all right? They have a lot of good ones. So, Bills and Chiefs, who you got? The Chiefs have to win this next game because it's going to be a hurt trying to come back up from a two and three. So, the Chiefs have to win. They will. They, they they definitely will. But I think it's going to be a great battle. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a really good battle. And yeah. the Colts and the Ravens. Come on, man. Who, who you got? Come on. Come on, man. Like, Ravens. Come on now. Thank you. All right. Come, come on. on. Thank you. Like, let's look. Come on. Like, like, I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson don't even need a team no more. He can just run through them by himself. Like, you don't need everybody to take take the night off. All right. Get like, give, <laughs> give me, give me the, the practice dummies that you push into when you practice. Just give me them as my line. I just run through them the whole game. We, we, we don't need nobody else. All right. We only need a coach. Just, just let Lamar Jackson just, just do some warms by himself and he'll win. Hey, all right? coach said, what do you want to do, Lamar? He said, we're going for this, you know, and kind of sister it out. So, Lamar, the coach, the team, my running back, my tight end, he everything I need. I'll just say this. I don't believe that anymore. After what happened this Sunday against the Broncos, I don't believe that. I think I think the coach wanted to run for it, but he was like, Lamar wanted to run. <laughs> like, just in case, it was like, oh, it didn't work out. Now, Lamar wanted that. He was like, well, let's keep a little with Lamar. It makes you look good, Lamar. But when they went for that rushing record, that's how I know. Now, that coach, the coach wanted to run. He wanted to run. All right? <laughs> At this point. But – Outside of that, Ariel, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at A-R-I dot underscore E-L-E, or you can find me on Anchor at the Unaxed Opinion, where I give my opinion that nobody asks for, but I'm going to give it anyway, just like how I do on here. I love it. So you can follow us at Pulse Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, and on Twitter, and make sure to tap in with us at Pulse Radio 100 on YouTube. If anything, earlier this week, Instagram and Facebook went down. 
So we need y'all to tap in with us on TikTok, tap in with us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube as we're trying to grow this budding media brand. But that is it for us, and we will see you on the other side.